Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, it's been about 48 hours since a uh, transgender psychopath uh, stormed into a Christian elementary school in in Nashville, Tennessee, murdering three nine-year-old children and three staffers. Uh, We got to see the heroic Nashville police. I've seen that. uh, I've probably seen it a dozen times. I can't get enough. These two guys, these, this whole police force was absolutely heroic. These two guys who took out the shooter in a matter of minutes, our American heroes, we should know their name, remember their names. They should be honored. They should be at the Kennedy center. They should be at the white house getting medals and awards. Uh, Probably won't be, but at least now, Two days later, we do have some answers. We have yet to see the manifesto, and we'll get to that. We have yet to see the writings of the uh, shooter, the murderer, the psychopath, the scumbag. But we do have some answers. The mainstream media is working hard on this, and at least today, we know who is at fault here, and we know who the real victims are. Uh, If you haven't been following, the mainstream media is doing their best uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to spin this. And uh, I, I got to get to right off the bat, one of the most amazing stories I think I've ever seen. Keep in mind the three little nine-year-old children, these three little angels have yet to be buried. The, 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 the head of the school has yet to be buried. The 61 year old janitor, which apparently who apparently was a wonderful guy, knew every kid's name. He made it a point every year to know every child's name. There are 200 kids, just one of those those salt of the earth kind of guys from all we understand. He's dead. He's yet to be buried. He's yet to be uh, put to rest. But now we know who the real victims are. It's the trans community. If you ever, ever want to see, you want to understand what a privileged class, what a, what, what a uh, protected uh, people look like, look at the trans community after one of their own shot six innocent people dead. Uh, This is from NBC News, obviously not a respected, not a legitimate, not a credible news outlet. They're a joke. Uh, They're just an arm of the the Biden administration, arm of the left wing in this country. This was just an amazing thing. This uh, story appeared uh, last night, posted last night, byline Matt Levetis and Joe Yukaba, two NBC News staffers, NBC News reporters. The headline says it all. 
Fear pervades trans community amid focus on uh, Nashville shooters' gender identity. They want you to know the result of this mass murder is that there's fear in the transgender community. They might be targeted. You imagine how nine-year-old Christian kids feel? If the trans community's in fear, how do those little Christian kids who have to go to school wondering if a trans psychopath might storm the school and shoot them dead. Just a, just an amazing piece of, of, of journalism, alleged journalism. I'll read a little bit about, about it because it is just so sickening. Shortly after news broke Monday of a fatal shooting in a private Christian elementary school, police said the suspect was transgender. The deta- this detail, according to trans people in the state, has poured fuel on an already combustive environment that has led many of them to fear for their safety. The trans community feels for their safety because one of their own shot six innocent people in cold blood. Just that, that I mean, I'd, I, calling it tone deaf is too kind. Is Calling it tone deaf is, is not accurate. I mean, this is just propaganda. This is just bile from these lunatic left-wing nutjobs who are afraid that maybe people, hell, they point out that the police said the suspect was transgender. I'm sorry, that's not how it should be worded. It should say, the suspect was transgender. Police say Audrey Hale, who was killed by responding officers, fatally shot three nine-year-olds. Within 10 minutes of police saying that the suspect was transgender, the hashtag, Trans-terrorism trended on Twitter. Around the same time, Republican lawmakers, including J.D. Vance and Marjorie Taylor Greene, insinuated in social media posts that the shooter's gender identity played a role in the shooting. Okay, stop right there. They didn't insinuate it. The police chief, John Blake, said it. He flat out said it, uh, that the transgender may have been the motive. By Tuesday morning, the cover of Rupert Murdoch on New York Post read, Transgender Killer Targets Christian School. Ah, whoa. <laughs> oh, not that. An accurate headline. By the way, the New York Post, uh, I think, was the only paper in the country with an honest, accurate headline. Transgender Killer Targets Christian School. That's exactly what happened. You hacks. You, you, you frauds. NBC News, uh, we are terrified for the LBGTQ community here, said Kim Spoon, a trans activist based in Knoxville. More blood is going to be shed, and it's not going to be shed in a school. Huh? How do you know? Denise Sadler, a drag performer who is transgender, said she's already hired four armed guards to secure a drag show She's hosting at a gay bar in that. Oh, the the oh, the horror, the horror! A drag queen had to hire armed security because she fears for her life because one of her own shot three kids and three staff members at a Christian school. Following the anti-trans rhetoric spawned by the shooting, Sadler said she's now planning to hire eight armed guards. But good, good. Then you'll feel safe. They're going to have guns, though, right? Like scary guns. Maybe they'll even have ARs, which I thought were the whole problem here. 
You don't know if the shooter's identity is going to trigger a community of people who already hated us to come and try to shoot us to prove a point. At the end of the day, this, this is going to hurt people. There's going to be a lot of anger going on, a lot of confusion. Uh, during the press conference, Nashville Police Chief John Blake said the motive for the shooting was still unknown. The day prior, however, his response when asked if Hale's identity was con- con- uh, connected to the motive left the door open to speculation. There is some theory to that. We're investigating all leads. Uh, it was unclear how police knew the suspect was transgender. I don't know. Could have been the he, him pronouns in her bio on LinkedIn. Could have been the friend they talked to, the family. The Oh, we'll get to the parents. You know, the real villains here, mom and dad, who didn't want their daughter dressing up as a man, pretending to be a man in their home, in their household, their 28-year-old daughter. They didn't like that. So obviously they pushed her to mass murder. But this is an amazing thing when you think about it. There is no no group of people in the country more protected, more privileged. Hell, look at the Biden administration. They hired this monster, Rachel Levine, who put... Uh, COVID positive patients in nursing homes in Pennsylvania, killing thousands of Pennsylvanians while getting her mother out in the dead of the night, putting her in a hotel. That person uh, was elevated to a prominent position in the Biden administration and then made a pretend admiral. They made a pretend woman, a pretend admiral. Boy, talk about marginalized. We've talked plenty about Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney, who just landed another lucrative endorsement deal from Kate Spade. This person is making hundreds of thousands of dollars pretending to be a woman. Oh, will the marginalization ever end? Such a, such a um, stigma. Poor Dylan Mulvaney. We have a, a, a trans woman, a man pretending to be a woman as a spokesman for Hershey's during Women's History Month. We have Leah Thomas being oh, uh, honored by ESPN. During Women's History Month, a guy, a bully, a punk who likes to walk around naked uh, in front of 18, 19 year old girls in the locker room, a guy who uh, beat, who couldn't compete with the men, who couldn't win against men. So he decided to grow his hair, put a girl's bathing suit on, and kick the girls' asses. That's the person ESPN decided to honor during Women's History Month. And University of Pennsylvania nominated. Leah Thomas for NCAA Woman of the Year. Boy, these people, will, will, their, will their struggle ever end? Now they want you to know that they have been, uh, that they fear, that they have fear because one of their own committed mass murder and they don't want, you know, people blaming the whole trans community just because of one bad apple and nobody, of course, nobody in the Biden administration We'll say a word about this again. We ask all the time, can you imagine if the roles were reversed, if this were a Christian shooter who shot a tra- shot and killed transgender people? Oh, my God. They would, Joe Biden's head would have exploded. He wouldn't even talked about ice cream. He would have been distraught. Uh, what, what, what would the mainstream media be saying if a transgender person was actually targeted? It would be a whole different deal. Question, question for you. 
what if this were a, I don't know, white supremacist, which would be very rare, a white supremacist mass murder, or if this were a MAGA guy with a MAGA hat targeting transgender or targeting any left-wing group, uh, you think we'd have seen the manifesto? This is unacceptable. The police chief, John Blake, and the Nashville Police Department have been remarkably transparent. They've been honest. They've told right from the beginning, we get to see the video of this scumbag murderer stalking the halls of the uh, Christian school. We got to see the videotape, the body cam footage from the cops, which was amazing. If you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? Watch it, watch it again. These are true heroes in action. Uh, Joe Biden didn't mention these guys, these American heroes who saved countless lives. No mention of that from Joe Biden or, uh, or Corinne Jean-Pierre. But I thought John Blake has done a great job in his couple of press conferences he's held. I thought the Nashville Police Department has handled this perfectly in contrast to the cowards of Vivaldi, Texas, and many other police departments. Well, he gave a clue yesterday. He, first of all, he said that we would get to see the manifesto and the other writings from uh, Audrey Hale. And then mm, things got a little stalled. We haven't seen it yet. Will we see it? Uh, we had better. He mentions in passing yesterday, not two days ago, but yesterday, that he's wor- they're working on that. They're going through things. They're working with the FBI. Now, you tell me. You've heard from John Blake. He's been, he's been really transparent and upfront. Suddenly, they're withholding. Uh, something that he promised we'd get to see, the manifesto. You tell me what changed. I'll tell you what changed. The FBI, the thoroughly, utterly corrupt FBI, the the militant arm of the Biden administration stepped in to the scene and suddenly, no transparency. Suddenly, we don't get to see the manifesto. Again, if this were a, a, a white supremacist, if this were a MAGA guy, if this were just a, just some psycho white guy who shot up a school, we would not only have already seen the manifesto, they'd be doing readings all day on MSNBC and CNN. NBC News would run the whole damn thing. They wouldn't be afraid. Oh, but what if that strikes fear in the heart of, you know, Christians? They wouldn't care about that. We get to see it. You know, we know, everybody knows why we haven't seen the manifesto because uh, it might uh, explain why this angry, murderous piece of garbage went in that school and started killing people because uh, she was uh, uh, transgender and people just didn't accept her or, or her parents wouldn't accept her changing, trying to be a boy, pretending to be a man, a 28-year-old man. Uh, I hope, I hope we get to see this soon. We have a right to see it. They told us we'd get to see it. We've seen it in other instances when other mass murderers write down things, make manifestos, write letters, explain their motives. We get to see it. In this case, what they're doing is, is no surprise. They are protecting this trans scumbag. And I guess or, or the, the other people in the trans community who don't want this released. We get another chance, by the way, to see the media Journalists Against Journalism. There was a little uh, uh, montage last night of NBC and MSNBC reporters and, and anchors saying there's really no need to release the manifesto. 
these people are a joke. They're not journalists. Any journalist who doesn't want transparency, any journalist who doesn't want the information out there is obviously not a journalist. They're not journalists. They're activists. That's these two clowns at MS at NBC News writing. This is honest to God. This is literally one day. They wrote the story one day after this mass shooting about the real fear, the real victims are the people in the trans community who, by the way, are still holding a trans day of vengeance. Let's get to this, Ironhead. We got, uh, uh, you, you, you're never going to stop watching this video, are you? I don't blame you. It's great. You know, these two heroes, Rex Engelbert and Michael, Cal- uh, I want to make sure I get Calazzo. Michael Calazzo and Rex Engelbert, the two cops who took out the scumbag. It is so inspiring. I'm telling you, I watch this. I get little tingles up my spine. These guys are, are just amazing, fearless, opening doors, going right in, going to the sound of the gunfire, taking her out, and then, you know, pumping a few more in her for good measure. You get to see her legs bent back behind her unnaturally, but you don't get to see her face. Uh, but uh, just amazing work. I can't even imagine how many children they saved. I can't even imagine if they cowered in the hallway or outside the building like the cowards of Parkland or the cowards of Vivaldi, we'd be talking, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 dead kids. There are three dead kids. That is tragic beyond words, but there'd be so many more if not for these studs, if not for these heroes who weren't even mentioned by the pathetic buffoon in the White House yesterday. I I, I want to get to that too. I want to get to Biden's reaction, the shameless, pathetic, embarrassing reaction from our president in the wake of this atrocity. But let's get to the uh, Trans Day of Vengeance, because this hasn't happened to me. Not lately. I don't remember. It's been a while. But I get on Twitter yesterday. I am locked out of my account. And I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go. Yesterday, we got taken down by YouTube for whatever, once again, for, I don't know, showing the news. Do we, do we have an answer of what we did to, uh, to uh, get this uh, strike from YouTube? Uh, it just says misinformation. It does not tell me what. Oh, God. oh, the dreaded misinformation. I was wondering if it was the same thing, this Trans Day of Vengeance, or maybe it's the video of these heroes taking out this poor transgender marginalized uh, victim. Uh, but uh, so I retweet, I, I tweet out a poster from the Trans Day of Vengeance which is taking place Saturday in the nation's capital. Here it is. This is a real thing. Uh, even though it's on April 1st, it is a real thing. Trans Day of Vengeance. Stop trans genocide. God, I hate that. What is genocide? First of all, they're not a race or an ethnicity. Secondly, when is the genocide? What does that even mean? Trans Day of Vengeance, April 1st. Assemble at SCOTUS. I love this part too. Wear a mask, bring a buddy. 11 a.m. <laughs> You think any of these Antifa scum get up that early? They're not used. They're used to protesting like at midnight, burning things at midnight. So they're actually having a rally, a day of vengeance, which will be Saturday, which will be five days after uh, a a trans uh, psycho shot up the school. And they're going to obviously talk about how they're marginalized and they're victimized because, you know, drag queens, can't shake their junk in front of little kids or uh, people want to stop 
eight, nine-year-old kids from being put on drugs or uh, having their uh, healthy body parts surgically removed. That's what people are, uh, uh, that's what these, these people are upset about. But they get to have a day of vengeance. Imagine, a, again, a white supremacist, a Nazi, a, a skinhead, kills a bunch of kids on Monday, and on Saturday there's a skinhead rally at the, at the, at the Supreme Court. It's just, these are the most remarkably, historically privileged people I think we've ever seen in this country. So I tweeted out, mark it a little bit, and uh, get locked out of my account along with many, many others. You're not allowed to tweet about the trans day of vengeance, unless, of course, you're a trans individual, which makes me ask, what, what are you doing, Elon Musk? What is going on? Did Yoel Roth sneak back in the building and, and get, his, get, on, get on the computer and start uh, locking people and banning people again? They banned, they locked a sitting member of Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene, out of her account for tweeting about this. Just, I don't know what is going on. The, uh, the shadow banning is, is, is going on like, like never before. I know Musk is active. He's out front. He's on, he's on Twitter. But man, there are some holdovers, you know, from the Jack Dorsey regime who are still in there, still doing the bidding of the trans mob. It's disgusting. And I don't know how much longer it's going to last. But uh, and, that, and I'm, I'm, uh, and, and I'm, I'm back on. I deleted it. They make you delete it. It's not that important to me. It's not a thing like I'm standing on principle that I get to uh, tweet about the day of vengeance. So I deleted it, but there you go. Where if you're watching along with us, you're looking at the poster, you're looking at the the ad for Trans Day of Vengeance, which should be interesting as a bunch of uh, trans people uh, assemble in, in D.C. and start whining and crying about how they're marginalized and victimized and how they fear for their lives. Oh, the poor things. They fear for their lives. Honest to God. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because uh, the NHL won't won't wear the uh, the pride tape to celebrate them anymore. We'll get to that, but I want to get to the parents because again, we know the true victims are it's the um, it's the uh, tra- um, trans community. They're living in fear because one of their own shot a bunch of kids, so they're afraid. Got it? They're got it. They're the real victims here. But uh, we also know. This is came from the Daily Mail uh, that mom and dad are responsible too, and I would I'd blame mom and dad for being so clueless that they didn't know that their daughter had seven guns, which she bought from five different gun stores in Nashville, and uh, they thought she had no guns. According to police chief, according to John Blake, Hale was being was under medical care for a, an emotional condition which is something else we'll learn more if we ever get to see the manifesto. And uh, the chief said there's something to that when asked about uh, her emotional, mental, mental troubles. Were they uh, a factor here? So the Daily Mail writes, and I'm, I'm sure other media outlets will pick up on this theme. They write, twisted school shooter Audrey Hale was at odds with her devout Christian parents because they, quote, couldn't accept she was gay and transgender. She both, if she's gay, that means she likes girls. But if she's transgender, that means she's male, so she's not gay anymore. How can you be both? I'm confused. I never understand, Uh, to be honest. It's it's just so confusing. Church coordinator Norma, 61, and her husband Ronald refused to let Hale, 
who had recently adopted the name Aiden and used he, him pronouns to dress as a man in their home. The 28-year-old loner would instead wait until she left their $700,000 property to change outfits. Quote, you only see what you want to see. The religion, their religion does not allow them to accept homosexuality, the source said to the Daily Mail. They got a picture of them. They look like normal, decent people. Again, uh, if their daughter was that screwed up and under medical care and had emotional issues and they didn't notice that she had a stockpile of seven weapons, including at least two AR-style weapons, uh, they uh, should have been paying closer attention. But it's their home. If they don't want their 28-year-old daughter dressing, playing dress-up, what's wrong with that? They said, these are the rules of our home. We're not doing that. Uh, I, I, I don't know what the evidence is that didn't accept that she was gay, but the evidence that she, that they didn't want her dressing up, may, playing make-believe under their roof. Oh, I guess we got a motive here. We got a motive for the shooting. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. She was Audrey at home. When she left the house, she changed clothes. They did know about it. They just didn't accept it, said the source. Uh, these were very religious people and uh, they uh, worked at the church and they didn't accept their, their daughter pretending to be a man. Uh, I'm sure that's fairly common. Do you think if they did, you think if they changed her, if they called her by her new name and they bought her, you know, clothes from men's warehouse, do you think she might not have killed anybody? You think she'd have been fine, straight and narrow, no problem, healthy, happy. Mom and dad just didn't want her playing dress up. So she went and shot up a school. Clearly you don't know the, the high of department store shopping, Jerry, obviously it would have changed everything. Oh, uh, and, and, and you look at pictures and video of her and she was a normal girl. She got sucked into the trans cult. Was she gay? I don't know. Again, it's a very confusing thing. Maybe that's, that's biological. If she's gay, she's gay, but she was clearly sucked into the, the trans cult at some point. And uh, anybody who didn't accept her and use her new name was the enemy, including mom and dad. I'm just going to guess. I haven't seen the manifesto yet, but we will see. Uh, and we will. And, and you can bet that the media and the trans community, which work together here, will blame mom and dad for not letting her play dress up and not letting her change her name and pretend she was something she was not. But that's how the... Uh, that's how the media reacted uh, two days later. They don't want to see the manifesto. They don't want to see the writings, the motive. Imagine that. We got a motive here, clearly in writing. The chief has made it clear. And people in the mainstream media don't want to see it. They don't want to know it. This is just incredible. They, they, uh, again, protected, privileged people. Uh, not many mass shooters get this kind of protection. Not many. I mean, you imagine the kid in the punk in Buffalo or Dylan Roof in South Carolina, a racist who shot up a black church 
He had a manifesto. He had writings. And they said, oh, no, we don't want to see it. That might create fear in the white supremacist uh, community. <laughs> Not that. Uh, these people are incredible. So Joe Biden, of course, again, we talked about it yesterday. We played it yesterday. The single most embarrassing moment of a, a, a completely you know, humiliating two years in, in office. He was supposed to address the mass shooting. He was supposed to be the comforter, the consoler in chief. That's the job of the president. Every president in modern times has had to do it. I saw a whole montage of all of them doing it, of, of Joe Biden doing it. And uh, I mean, Joe Biden, of, of Barack Obama doing it when Biden was vice president, of George Bush, of uh, Donald Trump. It's part of the job. These things happen. Tr- national tragedies. People want to see their president come out and say, uh, my heart breaks for these poor families. And, and you know, let's let's all pray together. That was what he was supposed to do. This absolute fraud, devout Catholic. As we know, he came downstairs and he talked about ice cream and how much he loves ice cream. And he talked about his sister and his family. And he talked about all those good looking kids in the audience. You know, a bunch of kids were just murdered. So this buffoon thought it was appropriate to have kids stand up and talk about how good looking they were. I mean, it was the single most inappropriate thing I've ever seen a president say. Obviously, the man is not all there. Obviously, he's in the throes of dementia. He can't. He doesn't know where he is half the time. Yesterday, without saying, he hasn't said a word about the cops, about the, the, the courage of these amazing cops saving lives. He hasn't said a word, essentially, to console the country. Other than, we got to ban assault weapons. Just ban them, assault weapons. That's all, that's all he has. And by the way, that's all, all the Democrats have. That's all they want to talk about is banning assault weapons. Um, I seem to recall, I'm old enough to recall when Joe Biden was in the White House and the Democrats controlled the House and the Senate. It seemed, I mean, it's a long time ago, but I seem to recall when Biden had control of both houses. I don't remember. Corrine Jean-Pierre, Corrine, cringe Jean-Pierre railing about the lack of courage in Congress because they won't ban assault weapons. They had the whole, they had, the, they had everything. They had all the House, the Senate, the, the White House. They could have banned assault weapons at any time. They didn't. That's how you know it's just a political stunt. This has got, they, they don't think that it would solve any problem. They're, they're calling Republicans cowards and they're afraid of the NRA which is absurd to begin with. You really think if Ted Cruz or uh, Thomas Massey or, or Chip Roy votes against gun control, they're doing it because the NRA gave money. They're not doing it because that's what the constituents in Texas or Kentucky want. They're just doing it because the NRA, the evil NRA. Uh, but they could have banned assault rifles anytime they didn't. That's why, you know, it's just politics. It's just, and, and they're doing it, before the bodies are buried. It's just despicable. But even worse to me than, than uh, talking about guns when the, clearly the problem is mental illness and the militarized you know, transgender community here. You have the president actually asked about this yesterday. Was He was asked if it was a hate crime. Obviously it was. They, this, this person targeted Christians 
uh, knew it was a Christian school. She went there. She knew that it wasn't, uh, it was a soft target. She went to another school. They had uh, security. She went to this school because it had no security. She easily entered the school, easily got uh, access to the kids, shot three kids, shot three uh, adults. And uh, Josh Hawley and others have said it was clearly a hate crime against Christians, obviously. Well, the devout Catholic Joe Biden was asked about this, and he thought it was appropriate to make a little joke and, and say nothing about, uh, about the tragedy of it all. Uh, it's, a, it's a shortcut. Obviously, it's not clear because it's him, and he doesn't say anything clearly. But uh, let's watch as he's asked about the, uh, you know, the, his opinion. Was it a hate crime? Go ahead. I have no idea. Josh Holy believes they were. What do you say to that? Well, I probably don't that. Probably don't. Oh, I'm joking. No, I have no idea. I'm joking. I don't know which is more offensive, that he's joking when asked about children being murdered or that he says, I have no idea. Keep in mind, this is a guy who, when the video of the uh, Border Patrol agents whipping migrants came out, immediately condemned them, said they will pay. They didn't do anything wrong. It was a lie. You think if that was a shooting, I don't know, in a mosque, Muslims targeted, which doesn't happen, but if Muslims were targeted because they're Muslims, do you think he would have had an idea? Do you think he would have had an opinion? Do you think if it was, I don't know, a gay nightclub or a gay place where gay or transgender people gathered, and some white guy, some MAGA guy targeted them and shot them and killed them. You think two days later, that fool would have had an idea? You think he would have had an opinion? I do. I do. Just, uh, it's amazing. The devout Catholic doesn't give a damn about a Christian school being targeted because they're Christians. Doesn't care. Oh, yes, we have uh, the absolutely corrupt, scummy, slimy, disgusting... Attorney General, I can't even look at this man, this man who has targeted people who, by the way, ordered the, uh, the police, the agents to not arrest protesters who were outside Brett Kavanaugh's house, ordered them, don't arrest them. Eventually, we got an attempted murderer who showed up and they had to arrest him, who was too busy busting grandmas who took selfies at the Capitol or who uh, sing songs outside abortion uh, clinics. Those are the real villains. He was asked about this being a hate crime and listen to him lie. Obviously, by their definition, it is a clear cut hate crime. And and we'll learn more when we get that manifesto. But I think we know enough to think this is probably a hate crime. But the attorney general, since they were, you know, just Christians, Southern Christians in a in a red state, he doesn't give a damn. Go ahead. Do you plan on, on opening a hate crime investigation for the targeting of Christians? The um, FBI and ATF are both uh, on the scene working with the um, uh, local police. Uh, as of now, motive hasn't been identified, and the police chief said at the last at his last press conference that they don't yet have reached a conclusion with respect to uh, motive. Uh, we are certainly working full-time with them to try and determine what the motive is. And, of course, motive is what determines whether it's a hate crime or not. First of all, they know already what the motive was. They know. They have it. 
They don't want to do it. They don't want to, uh, to open a hate crime investigation. They don't want people to know. If they do release the manifesto, you can bet there'll be all kinds of redacted stuff in there because they're working with their friends on the far left to make sure no harm comes to the trans community. Don't want transparency, openness, honesty. No, we need protection. We need protection for our guys. And those would be the trans militants who will be uh, storming SCOTUS on Saturday. That's going to be wild, but all right, we got to move. We got to move. Uh, we got a lot to get to Matt Taibbi. The IRS is knocking on his door, man. There, I'd love to hear the defense of this from someone, you know, some, one of my friends who's, you know, a Democrat, one of the 81 million have voted for Biden using the IRS already using the IRS to target his political enemies. A trick he learned from his boss, uh, Barack Obama and, uh, Sonny Huston, the dumbest, per- well, I don't know, with Don Lemon still around. Uh, it's tough. The dumbest, the dumbest person on TV. Jim Acosta is still around too. So I'm not sure she can win that title, but uh, we have an amazing analysis of uh, the Uyghur Muslim problem in China from Sonny Huston. <laughs> we got to hear that. And the NHL, great news. The NHL is, uh, looks like it's going to be canceling further pride nights. Because their players, they don't want to wear the, they don't want to wear the ribbon, and uh, they've put their players at a tough spot. Finally, they've come to their senses, and maybe they're just going to bring an end to this nonsense. No more pride nights. But first, Joe Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation is pushing hardworking families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. Look at the price of anything. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is you need a plan. You know it. I know it. And that's why I'm partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call 855-735-3740 today. That's 855-735-3740. Well, we talked a lot about Matt Taibbi, uh, independent journalist, substack journalist. Uh, used to be with the Rolling Stone, but he he does journalism now. He does journalism. He doesn't... Uh, uh, he's not a shill for the administration. He's not a shill for the deep state, which is what most mainstream journalists are. So he had to kind of go on his own on Substack. He was obviously uh, instrumental in the Twitter files. Uh, Elon Musk picked him for a reason because he's, you know, for, he's certainly not a right winger. In fact, he used to be a far left bomb tosser and I hated him. I mean, he he hated Trump. He hated Bush. He hated you know, Fox News. Uh, but to his credit, he stays true to his uh, profession. He's an actual journalist fighting for the free speech, defending the First Amendment. The left, the media, the New York Times, they hate people like that. There's a few of them out there, Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger, Glenn Greenwald, who are still concerned about free speech. Anyway, while he was testifying, we talked a lot about that, testifying before the clowns on the uh 
uh, the Committee for Weaponization of the Federal Government. And we talked about that, uh, that uh, not a congresswoman, she's a delegate from the Virgin Islands who was attacking him, calling him a so-called journalist. While that testimony was going on, the IRS was banging on his door. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. This should frighten everybody. The IRS used to intimidate a journalist. I know we ask this every day (laughs) about every story. Can you imagine President Donald Trump sending IRS agents to bang on the door of, I don't know, I would say a journalist, but the people who would, uh, Trump would target wouldn't be journalists. Imagine if he sent a journalist to tag to Maggie Haberman's door or to, uh, uh, Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper or, or Joe Scarborough banging on their door, telling them they owe money. Man, this is chilling. This is no surprise because this is, was uh, the MO from Barack Obama who used the IRS uh, to attack his political enemies. But that should uh, worry every. And they're so brazen about it. It's almost like, obviously, the story's going to get out. He's a journalist that they sent him to. His, I never heard of anyone having the IRS actually knock on your door. You get a letter, you get a certified letter, you get a phone call maybe, but actually banging on your door to intimidate you. This is chilling. 22 more months to go for this uh, out of this lawless administration. It is frightening. Nobody banging on the door of, you know, Antifa scum or, or, uh, you know, the the Black Lives Matter scam artists have fleeced people out of, uh, I shouldn't say fleeced, who uh, grifted $83 billion. No one banging on their door. You know, they're busy buying houses. I'm sure they're paying all their taxes. I'm sure Patrice Cullors from BLM, who's buying mansions left and right, I'm sure she's paying all her taxes. Uh, but Matt Taibbi, man, you got to keep an eye on these independent journalism journalists who are calling out the corrupt Biden regime. But uh, what are we looking at? This is uh, his uh, spotter while he's walking. That was on, caught on a hot mic. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, yes. This is, uh, yeah, Biden made uh, an appearance uh, in front of his buddies in uh, big union, big labor. Some of these uh, union thugs were lined up to say hello and shake the hands of the president. Yeah, I almost forgot about this. Let's do this. And he gets led down a ramp and uh, by some fat, big, fat uh, union boss. And it's just comical how they have to tell him, you know, okay, put the right foot in front of the left. <laughs> okay, hold the railing. <laughs> and all Biden's thinking about is chocolate, chocolate chip, or maybe those those good-looking kids who were in the audience yesterday. Maybe he was thinking, oh, what I'd give for a little sniff. Uh, let's watch him uh, make his appearance here with the with the union guys. Go ahead. Heading down here? Yes, sir. Down the ramp. <laughs> And we have people lined up on the left over here, uh, some union leaders and workers. Hey, guys and ladies. Your mark is going to be the blue one to the left. How y'all doing? You've got a blue mark, and that's okay. I got, I'll stand my blue mark, and then I'm going to say load each one of you. Yes, sir. I'm going to, I'll, I'll help you get started. <laughs> you got a blue mark. Oh, he is not even, he's not even a real, he's not even there. You know, he's just not there. He's just this empty husk of nothing and being led around. And uh, that's the most powerful man in the world, yeah. ostensibly right there. 
God, that is frightening. It's oh, never been, nothing's ever been caught on a clearer mic ever. <laughs> I know, I know. The guy, and you could tell the guy was worried. He's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, this is, uh, is going to be tough. Um, by the way, before we move on, I got to get to this poll. It's from yesterday. And uh, just more proof that the whole thing is one big charade. The, it is a Monmouth University poll. Pretty, I think, pretty respectable polling group. And they do, they do these polls all the time. But they ask a question of the uh, respondents. Uh, would you prefer to see Joe Biden run for a second term? Now I realize most Republicans would say no, although they probably would because he's so beatable. This is Democrats. Democrat voters, Democrats are being asked, do you want to see, let me, I'm going to get the exact number of uh, people in the poll uh, nomination, Monmouth poll, uh, and, and they're asked, do you want to see Joe Biden run for a second term? You want to know how many Democrats, 542 Democrat or Democrat-leaning voters, March 27th, 2023, any day now he's going to announce he's run for a second term. And Republicans, you know, people like me, I'm all for it. I mean, it's just such an embarrassment. There can't be a more beatable candidate. 25% of Democrats said yes. <laughs> One in four. And I'm going to guess it's even lower because people, some people, they're Democrats. They feel loyalty. They feel sympathy. They don't want to totally dismiss him. So they say yes. One in four prefer to see Joe Biden run for a second term. That is incredible. That can't be anything like that in history. Next question. If Joe Biden decides not to run, who would you like to see run as the Democrat nominee for president? This is the result. Kamala Harris, 13%. Bernie Sanders, 6%. Liz Warren, 4 Pete Buttigieg, 6 Michelle Obama, 1%. I guess people think she's not running. Gavin Newsom, 3%. Don't know. 51%. <laughs> they have not, that's the only thing Joe Biden has going for him. Nobody wants him to run again. Nobody thinks he can do it, but they have no one else. There's, this has a list, there's literally a list of 15 people, Amy Klobuchar, Gretchen Whitmer, Hillary Clinton, Hakeem Jeffries, Cory Booker, most of them at 1%. Katie Porter, uh, Marianne Williamson, 1%. Pete Buttigieg supposed to be the next star. Obviously he's uh, a joke, an absolute disaster as uh, transportation secretary, the vice president, young, you know, black woman, 13% want to see her run. <laughs> this, this is a stunningly unpopular uh, administration. And I got a feeling it ain't going to change anytime soon. As we've said many times, he's not getting better. He's not healing. Those cognitive issues aren't going away. All right, let me do Shay, and then we're going to get to the great news from the, we'll get to Sonny Hostin after I have time, and the great news out of the NHL. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shay Concrete. they got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values 
with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right, somebody made, I'm going to steal this from somebody else. You know those... Um, interviews, those man on the street interviews you see used to, uh, uh, Jay Leno used to do them and just show how stupid Jesse Waters did them for years with Bill O'Reilly and just how stupid people are. They'd ask him, you know, who, who fought in the civil war, you know, who was, uh, who's the president to, uh, whatever, of uh, freed the slaves or whatever they, who's the first president and they don't know anything about anything. They're just so incredibly stupid. You know, they think Europe's a country and I mean, just uh, uh, they'll ask them, name one Supreme Court justice and they can't. It's you've seen them. It's just it's sad. It's funny. But you see them and you just marvel at how stupid people are. Well, someone went through those interviews, picked five women who were just remarkably dumb and they gave them a TV show and it's called The View. And the view has is, and there's nothing who could come close to this when you talk about just flat out stupid people. I know they're all liberal, but which is good. I mean, it's good to see just how clueless, ill-informed, dumb uh, liberal women can be. But uh, it's always a daily competition. It really is. I mean, Joy Behar, she's dumb. Whoopi, obviously dumb. Sunny. Then you got the fake conservative that Alyssa Farah, whatever her name is, just pretending that she's a conservative. And, but you get Sonny, she's probably the most outspoken, you know, and she's always talking about racism and she's talking, I mean, she's worth millions. She's making a fortune. She's dumb as a rock. She's on TV every day, making a fortune and talking about how, you know, black people can't get a break in this country. Talking, she was talking about her kids and how tough it is for her. I think her oldest kid talks about her big son who's like six, three. I think he goes to Notre Dame, if I'm not mistaken, talking about tough, tough life is because he's black and rich. Anyway, uh, yesterday they were addressing, you know, the issues of the day, which is their job. And I think the fake conservative mentioned the Uyghur Muslims in China and how China has people literally in concentration camps. They have slave labor making our iPhones for us. They have slave labor making the shoes that LeBron James wears and the shirts and the jerseys LeBron James wears. So somehow they brought that up and she came, she doesn't care about that because we have people in prison here too. <laughs> it's so dumb. You can't even describe it. Let's listen. And so as a woman of color with a six foot two black kid in college and a five foot seven, five foot eight black kid in high school, I don't see that part of American exceptionalism. I'm sorry. No. I think this country has a lot of problems that could be solved. Yes, maybe they're putting uh, Muslims in jail in Afghanistan, I think you mentioned. And China. China, they're putting a lot of black, more black people in jail but here. can I ask? So she's, <laughs> where do you begin? First of all, she's probably the 
most attractive one on the show. Would you agree? Most attractive. I guess she's a woman of color. She's an attractive woman and she's making millions and she has kids in expensive private schools. And she talks about how this is an awful, hopeless, raceless, racist country, like on a daily basis, a rich, attractive uh, woman with the greatest job in the world. Let's be honest. It's a great job. They don't have to prepare. They don't have to know what they're talking about. They just fill the audience with trained seals who, who clap for anything. They say, they say stupid, ignorant things daily. People, I, I don't know if people watch, but people certainly pick up on it online. <laughs> and she thinks it's okay that Uyghur Muslims are in concentration camps in Afghanistan. You know, they're always putting Muslims in, in prison in Afghanistan. Uh, she confuses Afghanistan with China and says, a uh, little, little moral equivalency here. What's the big deal? We put black people in prison. <laughs> I'll tell you the difference, Sonny. Maybe you can, can't quite grasp this, but we put people in prison for committing crimes. They put people in concentration camps for being born into the... <laughs> into the wrong ethnicity uh, and they force them to do labor for, uh, you know, for our, uh, make products for Americans. God, she's stupid. But anyway, she is. Uh, let's uh, we got to finish with some good news here. I love this story. Um, uh, let's see who's got it. It's, it's it, it just was breaking yesterday. I believe this is from the, uh, is this the good, no, the, uh, let me find it here. The, this is from the post-millennial. In response to an increasing number of players engaging in silent protests against NHL's Pride Nights, a new report claims the league is reevaluating the events which may lead to them being canceled. Currently, all the teams in the NHL hold Pride Nights. However, some now do so without the theme jerseys as the events are planned by individual teams, not the league, league commissioner, said in an interview with CTV News when asked about players that have refused to wear the pride jerseys, quote, this is the first time we're experienced that. I think it's something we're going to have to evaluate in the off season. Citing religious beliefs, several players have declined to participate in the warmups while wearing the pride jerseys. Bedman told the outlet, this is one issue where players for a variety of reasons may not feel comfortable wearing the uniform as a form of endorsement. And we talked about it last week. A number of Russian players don't want to wear it because in Russia, this would be illegal and they're afraid of what might happen to their families. A number of Christian players have spoken out and said, it's against my religion. Uh, how dare they not want to endorse the T in the LGBT? That would be the trans community the trans mob, the ones who are having a day of vengeance. The NHL, Gary Bettman, has forced his players to celebrate the trans cult, the trans mob, and some are pushing back because the league, the teams are just putting their, their players in a really tough position. It takes real courage for them to uh, do this. In this day and age, real courage for them to stand up to the mob. We played some of the media people. Remember the guy from the hockey night in Canada was crying yeah. On the set, literally crying, saying they should be kicked out of the league. The team should be fined a million dollars because they wouldn't wear the ribbon. Well, more and more players are pushing back, which has uh, led the league to consider canceling Pride Night, which is a great thing. The whole thing was absurd. 
to begin with. These these players have guts and they're getting something done. Speaking of which, uh, there's no one with more coverage than Riley Gaines, the uh, Kentucky swimmer who took on uh, Leah Thomas, took on the mob, had the guts to speak out, put her name to it. And she's still speaking out and she makes an unbelievable. Riley Gaines is scheduled to speak at the University of Pittsburgh. She's kind of become a uh, spokesman, an advocate, an activist against the trans mob, against she's protecting women, protecting women's sports. She's taken on the faux feminists who don't care about women, taken on the media who celebrate people like Leah Thomas and Dylan Mulvaney. She's taken them on. That takes guts. And uh, she's making the rounds. And she points out that she's speaking at University of Pittsburgh they're protesting her. They're trying to stop her. They're not going to let her speak. She's speaking out defensive women and women's sports. Dylan Mulvaney, on the other hand, is also speaking at University of Pittsburgh. He's getting paid $26,000 to speak at Pittsburgh, probably in the six-year-old girl voice, because that's his favorite thing. He's probably going to jump around pretending he's a six-year-old girl, and they're giving him 26000 I assume that's taxpayer money. She not only is not getting paid, she can't even speak without them trying to shout her down, canceling her, probably going to send Antifa after her and break the windows and you know, punch the cops and create a real firestorm. But talk about a double standard. Dylan Mulvaney gets paid 26 grand. Riley Gaines has to fight through the mob just to have her voice heard. Man, things are upside down and backwards in this country right now. We're going to speak to Riley Gaines. Ironhead's promising me she's going to join us later this week and I will uh, I'll have trouble not you know slobbering all over it because she, <laughs> she's great she has guts she's the one that she yeah. won't even call Leah Thomas she that's how much that's how courageous she's been mm. she's taken on everybody she got screwed uh, at the uh, NCAA she tied Leah Thomas and they gave the trophy to Leah because of public relations because of optics they didn't want to let Leah go home empty handed. So they gave her the trophy and screwed Riley, Riley Gaines out of it. But uh, we're going to talk to her later this week, but that will do it for today. Thanks to everyone. for how'd your uh, new, uh, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, but we tried a new way of uh, uh, whatever we're doing here. I believe it went well. Uh, it went well. Yeah. That's something different. Yeah, so something far, different. so far, so I good. I haven't, I've been too fired up today to even read the comments. We getting a lot of comments. Oh, yeah, people are fired up. When will we back on YouTube, JC wants to know. Yeah, I'm going to kick JC out of this chat if he keeps that that malarkey up. How can you joke about that? Oh, talking about Joe Biden? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Nice work on the new tech, Craig. Pretty flawless, says Navali. Is that a friend of yours? No, uh, he's been in the chat since I... Been here though. He's a, a big, OG. A big Ironhead fan. Uh, Novanglian. Uh, Novanglian. Oh, I think you pronounce I'm, it. A lot of people looking forward to the Day of Vengeance. Day of Vengeance. Saturday outside the Supreme Court. I think it, maybe it won't be that bad because 11 a.m., that's way too early for most of that Antifa scum to show up and cause trouble. Uh, but, and here's my prediction there'll be a lot of trouble, a lot of noise, and zero arrest. Uh, Merrick Garland will tell people, tell his people, don't arrest them. Those are our people. All right, that's it. Thanks, uh, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end?
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.